Hi everyone, welcome back to Daily Gospel Exegesis, where we have a go at doing a verse-by-verse exegesis of the Gospel reading from today's Mass. So, our goal here is to help you understand the literal sense of Scripture. So, when you go to Mass and you hear this Gospel reading, you have a really firm grasp of what it means in its original context, how we can understand it on the literal in, on the literal sense. So, then you can build some additional meanings in there through the homily and things like that but we always want to start with the literal sense. We're currently moving through the Gospel of Luke, and today we get to Luke chapter 14, verses 1 to 6. Now, on a Sabbath day, Jesus had gone for a meal to the house of one of the leading Pharisees, and they watched him closely. There in front of him was a man with dropsy, and Jesus addressed the lawyers and the Pharisees. Is it against the law, he asked, to cure a man on the Sabbath? or not. But they remained silent, so he took the man and cured him and sent him away. Then he said to them, Which of you here, if his son falls into a well, or his ox, will not pull him out on the Sabbath day without hesitation? And to this they could find no answer. So that's the end of today's reading today. It's a fairly short one, and there's elements of this which will sound quite familiar to you. So, Jesus is in the house of a Pharisee, which has already happened a couple of times in Luke, and he's talking about healing on the Sabbath, which has happened several times in Luke already. Let's start by thinking about what's happened just before this. So, Luke chapter 14, we're in the middle section of Luke, where Jesus is moving from Galilee to Jerusalem for the final phase of his ministry. He's speaking to the crowds along the way. Now, he's just been speaking in a synagogue somewhere on the road, And he's healed a crippled man on the Sabbath. So that happened fairly recently, just before this. And in the passage right before this one, Jesus confirms that he has to go up to Jerusalem and he laments over the city. So then we get to Luke chapter 14 today and we see an incident that occurs only in Luke. Jesus here is going to confirm for a third time that healing can indeed occur on the Sabbath. And you might ask, why does he have to teach it a third time? It's because he has a third, it's a different audience. He said it to the Galileans the first time, the Galilean Jewish leaders, that is. The second time, he said it to some people in a local synagogue. And now he's probably in a different town altogether who hasn't heard his teaching on this. So in those days, they they didn't have the internet. Their post wasn't very quick. So people in other towns probably don't know exactly what Jesus has taught in in a different town. So that's why Jesus has to occasionally reteach things. Verse 1, now on a Sabbath day, so it's Saturday, the Sabbath, and that's a day when, of course, no work is to be done. Jesus had gone for a meal to the house of one of the leading Pharisees. So this is the third time that in Luke's gospel that Jesus dines in the house of a Pharisee. He did that in chapter 7 and chapter 11 already. So he does spend a bit of time in the houses of Pharisees. Sometimes we get this impression that Jesus avoided the Pharisees at all costs. He didn't want to associate with them. That's not really true because we have quite a few stories where Jesus accepts the offer to have dinner in the houses of the Pharisees. In this case, it says he's in the house of one of the leading Pharisees. A more literal reading would be there a ruler who belonged to the Pharisees. So he's apparently some sort of high ranking Pharisee, but we don't really know much more than that. The Pharisees watched him closely. So in this incident, they're really keeping a close eye on him. They're probably looking for Jesus to make a mistake so that they can catch him out and then accuse him of things. 
they're constantly watching him towards the end of his life as they are here. So imagine this scene, he's sitting at dinner or at table with the Pharisees in one of the leading Pharisees' house and the Pharisees are watching him to see if he makes a mistake. Verse 2, they're in front of him. So we're going to see a man here and this is a man who's probably not invited to the meal but he's probably come to watch the meal. And in that culture, they did sort of have public meals that you could come along and watch. If there was a famous guest who was at a certain meal, then it could sort of become like an open invite. Not that anyone could come and sit down at the table, but anyone could come and watch the conversation. So that's apparently what's happened here. He's come to watch the conversation between the leading Pharisee and Jesus. And it's a man with dropsy. Dropsy is not really a term we use anymore, but in that culture, dropsy was a condition characterized by swelling in the body, which was caused by fluid retention. It's what it's similar to what today we would call edema. So this man has a form of edema, swelling. Now, in, interestingly, the condition was accompanied by excess thirst. It made people very thirsty, but if you drank water, it actually made the condition worse. It made you more thirsty. So people in the ancient world compared dropsy to greed, interestingly, because the person with dropsy is constantly drinking, so they look kind of greedy. So some scholars think that Luke deliberately tells us the man's condition is dropsy in order to match with the next thing Jesus says to the Pharisees. After this little episode, he goes on to tell the Pharisees that they're greedy. So maybe there's a link here between the two things. Verse 3, Jesus addressed the lawyers and the Pharisees. So he's addressing here the experts in the Jewish Old Testament. This is the question he asks them. Is it against the law to cure a man on the Sabbath or not? Now, Jesus has actually asked this of the Galilean Jewish leaders already. He asked the exact same question. Is it against the the law to cure a man on the Sabbath or not? You can read that in chapter 6 of Luke. Now, the Pharisees, well, it's not actually answered in the Old Testament. It doesn't tell you whether healing uh, counts as work on the Sabbath. So it's not clear in the Old Testament. But by the time of Jesus, the Pharisees had this really complex system of classification. And it would appear that According to their classification, you can't do healing on a Sabbath because that counts as work. But Jesus here actually wants them to think about the answer to the question, is it against the law to cure a man on the Sabbath? And Jesus is hoping that if the Pharisees think hard enough, they should realize that God's will is always to do good on the Sabbath rather than evil, which means it should be okay to heal a man on the Sabbath. Surely that's God's will. Jesus knows that, and he wants the Pharisees to think about that so that they will come to the same conclusion, because currently their system of classification doesn't really leave room for healing on the Sabbath. By bringing this up, Jesus is highlighting that God's intention is to save life rather than kill, and there's a more important, deeper principle than what counts as work and what doesn't. The Pharisees were so hung up on what counts as work and what doesn't, that was their focus, but Jesus says there's a deeper thing they need to think about. Is it God's will that people are saved or suffer more on the Sabbath? As always, Jesus tries to point his hearers back to deeper principles that they might have neglected. Verse 4, but the Pharisees were silent. That's a common response by the Pharisees. Often Jesus asks them a question and they don't know the answer, so they stay silent. Now, it's probably not that they can't think of an answer. They can probably think of quite a few answers. It's just that they know if they do answer they're going to commit themselves to saying something that would make them look foolish. So perhaps if they say, yes, it's okay to heal a man on the Sabbath, well, then that's going to give Jesus permission to do whatever he wants on the Sabbath, and that's going to make them angry. 
Or maybe if they say no, it's not right to heal a man on the Sabbath, they could be accused of being against God's will. So either way, they feel like they're in a bit of a trap here. Now, for Luke's original audience, they would know the answer to this question. Is it against the law to cure a man on the Sabbath or not? By now, they know that the answer is no, it's not. It's fine to do healing on the Sabbath because Jesus has already addressed this a couple of times in Luke. So Jesus takes the man and cured him and sent him away. So it all happens very quickly. He gets the man, cures him, sends him away. The man doesn't say anything at all in this episode. Now, apparently the man wasn't one of the guests because Jesus sent him away. All the man really wanted was healing and he got that. So now Jesus sends him away from the meal. Now, Luke records a total of five times that Jesus heals on the Sabbath. This is the final time. It seems that Jesus sees the Sabbath as the most suitable day to relieve the oppressed of their physical burdens. Whereas the Pharisees would say it's the least suitable day. Jesus says it's actually the most suitable day. And that's because of the theology around what the Sabbath is supposed to be about. We know that Jesus has come to bring liberty to the oppressed. He said that in chapter 4, verse 18. And according to Jesus, the Sabbath is a symbol of the kind of eternal rest that God wants his people to have. So the Sabbath is an appropriate day for people to have rest from their burdens. So he heals the man and now he turns to the Pharisees to ask them a question, and he's going to make the point that it's actually a good thing for him to do healings on the Sabbath. He says, which of you here, if his son falls into a well or his ox? Now, it's worth stopping there because there's different manuscripts here, and the manuscripts disagree about the best way to to read this passage in terms of what it says. So, some translations or some manuscripts of this verse 5 say, which of you here, if his son falls into a well? But other manuscripts have it as... Which of you here, if his donkey falls into a well? So it's interesting. We're not sure what the original was. Certainly, Deuteronomy chapter 22 verse 4 says that if a neighbor's animal falls into a well, a Jew must help lift them up. So it's obliged that Jews help their fellow neighbors get animals out of wells. So it seems likely that the original here referred to animals. Certainly the episode in chapter 13, where Jesus has a similar discussion about the Sabbath, He refers to donkeys there as well. So maybe that's the original reading, but we're not sure. So Jesus here says, Which of you here, if his son falls into a well or his ox, will not pull him out on a Sabbath day without hesitation? So many of the Jews owned animals. If they fell into a well, the Jews would not hesitate to save them, since they're valuable to them. Animals are valuable to the Jews. That's how they got a lot of money was by selling animals and using the animals. So Jesus' point here is an argument from the lesser to the greater, as he often does. His point here is something like this. Humans are much more valuable than animals. So if even you, the Pharisees, think it's okay to save an animal who's in trouble on the Sabbath, then surely it's okay to save a human who is in trouble on the Sabbath. That's how his argument goes. So this is Jesus' third formulation of why it's okay to heal on the Sabbath. In Galilee, in Luke chapter 6, with the man with the withered hand, Jesus there said, the Sabbath is made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And then in chapter 13, in the Judean synagogue with the crippled woman, Jesus said, this was his reasoning there, he said, it is right to untie bonds on the Sabbath. Now we get to chapter 14, and he gives a kind of a different reason why it's okay to heal on the Sabbath. Here he says, it is right for people to be saved from trouble on the Sabbath. So really, he's given three slightly different reasons on three different occasions. 
but with the same conclusion, which is, it is God's will for people to be healed on the Sabbath. Verse 6, to this the Jewish leaders could find no answer. More literally what it says there is, they could not reply to this. So they know that Jesus has made a good point about God's will, and they can't think of anything to say to refute him. The Jewish leaders here are like those who, remember in chapter 13, Jesus described a group of people who ate and drank in his company, but find themselves excluded from God's kingdom on judgment day. So that was in chapter 13. He was warning the Jewish leaders that uh, they don't want to become like that. But here they really are being like that. They eat and drink with Jesus, but they don't follow God's will. Now, Jesus has more to say at this meal. This meal scene in the house of the Pharisee is not finished. So we'll look at the rest of this in the coming days. I want to finish this verse-by-verse exegesis with a quote from the Catholic Commentary on Sacred Scripture. This is actually from uh, the commentary on Mark, um, but it makes a really good point about Jesus' healing on the Sabbath. This incident raises the question, why did Jesus deliberately heal on the Sabbath, knowing that it would provoke such furious antagonism? Note that in all four Gospels, every one of the healings initiated by Jesus takes place on the Sabbath. On other days, the sick themselves or their relatives or friends approach Jesus to seek healing, but only on the Sabbath does Jesus take the initiative. Why does Jesus apparently prefer to heal on the Sabbath? The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath, and he exercises his lordship by undoing the effects of sin and inaugurating the new creation by which humanity is restored to the fullness of life that God intended from the beginning. Jesus thereby fulfills the original purpose of the Sabbath, to bring humanity into communion with God. So that's quite a nice quote there from the Catholic Commentary on Sacred Scripture, and I think it sums up really well that Jesus seems to go out of his way deliberately to heal on the Sabbath. Let's now turn to the Catechism to see uh, where the Catholic Church has developed teachings based on Luke chapter 14. There's a few brief references. So in paragraph 575, this is about Jesus' relationship with the Jewish leaders. To be sure, Christ's relations with the Pharisees were not exclusively polemical. Some Pharisees warned him of the danger he was courting. Jesus praises some of them and dines several times at their homes. So here the Catechism makes the point that Jesus is not always antagonistic towards the Pharisees. He spends time in their houses, just as he does here. Paragraph 588, this is making a similar point about the relationship between Jesus and the Pharisees. Jesus scandalized the Pharisees by eating with tax collectors and sinners as familiarly as with themselves. So particularly in Luke, just as Jesus eats with the Pharisees, he also eats with tax collectors and sinners, which the Pharisees found scandalous. Last paragraph is paragraph 582. This is about Jesus' relationship with the Jewish law. In presenting with divine authority the definitive interpretation of the law, Jesus found himself confronted by certain teachers of the law who did not accept his interpretation of the law, guaranteed though it was by the divine signs that accompanied it. This was the case especially with the Sabbath laws, for he recalls, often with rabbinical arguments, that the Sabbath rest is not violated by serving God and neighbour, which his own healings did. So this, uh, Luke chapter 14 here, this is the last time Jesus heals on the Sabbath and discusses healing on the Sabbath. And he's done that quite a few times in Luke, uh, but this is the last one. So we'll continue to look at this conversation, though, in the house of the Pharisee in the coming days.